All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. I'm Adam Dury. I'm here with Coach Brett, and I'm here with Big Tug, as always. We are here to fix your franchise. On the outside, we might just look like three normal guys, but here's the thing. We're not. We are general managers in the making to fix your franchise in the NFL. So welcome to Fix Your Franchise. Today we are doing the New York football, J-A-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And we are going to let you guys know how to fix your franchise. Um, last time I started off with Big Tug, this time I think I'm going to jump into Coach Red to start us off. Coach Red, how are the Jets going to fix their franchise? They're going to get healthy. That's the main thing. One of their big free agent signings last year, Carl Lawson, doesn't play a down for them, which is huge because one of the areas that they needed help with was their pass rush. They have Quinn and Williams in the middle. The other thing is their secondary play was subpar last year as well. And with Marcus May getting ready to hit free agency, it's not going to get much better. The good news is, is they have a lot of cap space available and they have a lot of draft capital. Right now they're sitting with five picks in the top 69. So that's five premium picks to go get guys. They've got two in the top 10. So they've got money to spend and they've got draft picks to blow. This is a team that if Zach Wilson can take that next step forward and get some of that Mike White magic, then, I mean, this is a team that can make that next step forward. Obviously they've got some areas of concern, but on the whole, they're a team that is on the up, but, one area that hurts them a little bit is the New England Patriots kind of got back to their winning ways and making the playoffs. You have the Bills, who are a perennial playoff team now at this point with Josh Allen. And then you have the Dolphins, who were right in contention about to the last week, the last two years, to make a playoff spot. So your division is not one of the easier ones out there. But you have some good young pieces, and you should be able to add a lot to this Robert Sella-led team. I like it. You want to know how I do this? Hit the me. rich get richer. The rich are about to get richer. This is what I'm doing. I got $44 million cap space, right? Okay. I'm cutting Sheldon's. Get rid of him. There's $5 million more. Greg Van Roten, cutting $5 million, right? $3 million. Justin Hardy, $2 million. There you go. You just bumped up $12 million. Awesome. Okay. Then what do you do? You make trades. Trades and dead weight. Get rid of George Fant. And who needs a tack or a, an offensive tackle that could possibly side tight if you need to? Chiefs. Chiefs are going to need something, and all they have to offer right now picks picks DTO. I could see that happening, which saves another $10 million in cap space. 11. And you get rid of that. 11 million. There you go. You do that because you've got Mackay Becton coming back, playing left tackle. He's got hit with the injury bug plenty, but you've got him shoring up your left side. And I believe 
they re-sign more of Moses, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I think they signed him to a two-year team. He was wildly unspectacular, but they do need a, a right tackle, and he fits that pretty well. Uh, I mean, you could also, you know, re-sign Greg Sinat for almost nothing. Or you bump Elijah Bear Tucker out to tackle. There you go. See, you got options. So get rid of, get rid of Fant, and then I don't know if you're going to go with me on them, but <sighs> Quinton Williams doesn't fit Robert Robert Sala's scheme at all. Just a game wrecking interior defensive lineman doesn't fit. Yeah, he's fine, but you don't need him. He's a game wrecking defensive lineman that you could probably trade for a couple third round picks rather than waiting for a fifth year option and hopefully getting a compensatory pick later. I mean, I would, I would try and get rid of him because you've already got a defensive tackle on your team. That was fourth in the NFL in tackles. Fudakasi. So is your goal basically like, all right, not Dump to the be players the laughing stock that we've been already. Yes. Dump the players that are costing you money or will demand a high price tag later. There's no point in retaining those guys. You've when got you're still losing by 30 tackle. points. Exactly. They gave up 504 points last year, which was just, it was 45 more than any other team. They averaged allowing 400 yards per game. Yeah. From a defense, other than Carl Austin, the defense was healthy all year. Just about. They need Go to get rid of what's got going on and bring in – fix the defense. Get rid of Quinton Williams. He is great. I like him just fine. But you've got a guy that's going to come in that you'll be able to sign. He was fourth in the NFL. Sign him for a three-, four-year deal for $20 million rather than dumping $60 million into Williams later. Get some return. Get some second- or third-round picks for it. And then, you know, then instead of nine pick, you've got 11. Get rid of fan, put you at 12. You are stacked. You're rebuilding this team. You've got money to burn, and you have, you know, all your – you've got 12 draft picks and a ton of money. And you have a chance of being competitive, at least. You know, like, guys going to play a little hard just- when you're a 500 team than when you're a 2-18. and Like, exactly. guys going to play a little harder. Like, if you're in all those games, because they, the ones they won, sure. But yeah, sure. They beat, they beat the two teams playing in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. They yeah. Did. <laughs> Which is insane. Funny stat. So you get Their those four wins. wins were against the Super Bowl competitors. But then you get blown out by the Patriots by like 30 points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was closer to 50 points, All right. But you created all this money, Tug. Where's it going? Where's it going? It's going to pay my draft picks in four years. Ooh, you got to pay <laughs> You gotta pay people now. Who are you going to go get? Pay some people now. Go out and bring in, a, bring in a high name wide receiver. You've got nothing right now. Need nothing in the wide receiver round. I mean, you've spent your a handful of draft picks the last couple of years on receivers. And, and don't get me wrong, you can absolutely target them. Corey Davis. 
Yeah. And what did he do? Not much. Not much. Keenan Cole. Keelan Cole did more than more than Corey Davis did last year. Braxton Berrios. Um, Berrios was a he's a fantastic kick returner. I mean, he had what like forty receptions, maybe two touchdowns in the year. Yep, Pro Bowl like on the four hundred yards specialist. Though. He's a great returner. Absolutely, I agree. Get in there. Your your tight end week, right? And or hurt all the time. Go get yourself a tight end. Go get a tight end. Go get yourself an Evan Ingram and Joku. Heck, go spend some money on Dalton Schultz. He's a he's a weapon. He he's a good check down. I mean, you as far as you know, going and spending some money on on Pruitt. For all I care, bring in somebody that's going to remain healthy that can block. Since you've invested some yeah. money in a relatively decent pick on Mike Carter, and and load up on receivers. I mean, spend some money, <laughs> load up on receivers. I mean, you've got your draft picks already. You've got thirty-eight and thirty-five. Get some mid-tier receivers. Pick up the kid from North Dakota State, Christian Watson. You know. Christian Watson will be there at 35. And if he's not there at 35, he'll be there at 38. Address your offense. I mean, you can't expect to get the best out of Wilson unless you give him something to work with. Well, I mean, and at that point, at that point you're sitting there. You drafted Elijah Moore in the second round last year. Yep. You've got you've got Corey Davis. So yeah, I think addressing that spot a little bit more at 35 and potentially double dipping at 38 is a big thing. So that leads me to believe yeah. that with the first two picks, four and 10, you want to focus on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, absolutely. I'd focus on the defensive side of the ball because of, we've already gone through the first three teams and I, I urged the Houston Texans to take Kyle Hamilton because he would fit their team excellently. But for some odd, which would leave Thibodeau falling to a four, which would be an amazing fit. You pair up Thibodeau and Carl Lawson, you've got bookend defensive end that are just absolutely studs. And then other way around, Thibodeau gets to buy the Texans. You swap that out, and you're getting Kyle Hamilton for, which he is an all-world player. He is going to be an absolutely stud. And – he would get used in Robert Sala's team and he would just lay hat and do, he would literally step in as the Jamal Adams type. It, it would be fantastic, but even a little further down to 10 dipping, because at that point I would love them. Imagine this, imagine you're sitting there with the Jets, you've got all this caps, you got all the picks and you get Thibodeau at four and Sauce Gardner at 10. Yep. I like Sauce Gardner. It's <laughs> absolutely nuts. I love Sauce, Sauce Gardner, love I think, it. fits this team so well with his ability to play in zone. Didn't give up a touchdown while in college. I want to go back to his whore a little bit. Do, do you give up? Do you give some credence? So let's say you've got – we talked about tackle a little bit. Yeah. This is a spot that you might look at tackle because you'd either have an Evan Neal that could slot into right tackle or Ike McQuanu that could play left or right tackle. Now you have your bookend tackles with Mikai Becton and one of either Evan Neal or Ike McQuanu to really keep your quarterback upright and healthy. 
I don't. I I think their defense was so terrible that they had to address it immediately because let's be they're they're gonna have to to address it as quickly as possible. And I feel like there's a really addressed tackle that there will be a a tackle like Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan available still. And he 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 comes into that you know tier two kind of guy, but he's not a bad player. Same thing with like Darian Kennard. He's, he's, he needs some work, but if you're looking to bring somebody in and teach him how to play tackle, take Darian Kennard at 38 and let him learn behind Morgan Moses for a couple of years. And you don't really have a better right tackle to learn from than that. I can dig it. So do you think that he's going to have like, as much say in things as like we talked about earlier about Bobby Smith having things to say. Do you think he's going to have kind of the equal amount of this is the kind of team that I'm trying to build. This is what I want to do. And you guys think that he's going to lean more towards defense or offense because wasn't he was defense coordinator yeah. beforehand. I think for I think the 49ers. They, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think they go with the tack that that Joe Douglas, I think, has done a pretty good job of since taking over. It's get good players. They've been working on getting better players. It, you know, drafting guys that fit your scheme is great, but also picking that top tier talent. That's why I think that, you know, at pick four, you are in a world of luxury right there. You have so many options to go off of, and getting Sauce Gardner at ten not only improves this defense tremendously because their cornerback play was not great last year, that puts in a bona fide starter right off the bat. And then you've got two early picks in the second round to address, I would say, take best player available, unless it's a quarterback. Keep, Keep the quarterbacks off there, but take best player available at every single spot for the Jets until you get, you know, into the fourth round then you might draft a little bit more towards need. Yeah, because you might pull something off that's like, uh, who was it for the Seahawks? Penny? Don't worthless. Don't bring that up. No, I'm just saying, like, someone that you find, like... I'm bringing up Rashad Penny right now. Late round. Late first. Late first. Late first. They spent the first round on Penny. Yeah. But they've been good. What was Carson? Yeah. Um, seven. See, seven. They're good at that, and you can yeah. get I, that as a Jets fan right now too. Like you said, top player. Okay. Like, that might be a running back. Like, hey, he's the top rated yeah. running back right now. As far as where we're at in the draft, might as well pick him up because he might turn into something that's possibly big. Okay, if we're taking that route, follow me on this, you know, rabbit hole. You go <laughs> Hamilton at four. You go Lloyd at 10. Who? Devin Lloyd? Lloyd, yeah. The pair with C.J. Mosley? Yep. And then where do you go? Andrew Booth. You're just stacking up. Uh, Andrew yeah, Booth. Yeah, then Tyler you go Gordon. Booth or – yeah, or – you know, say you do Thibodeau, and then somehow 
Daxton Hill falls to you at 35. There's a the Jets are in a great position. They have so many Thibodeau, picks. They have Thibodeau, so many Lloyd, picks. Hill. Can you imagine that? Thibodeau, Lloyd, Hill. You just revamped every single aspect of your defense. Yeah. You got, you got impact players at all levels. You pair in Carl Lawson. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. And then I think at 38, then you turn around and go corner. Roger McCreary. Auburn. Yeah. McCreary, Done. Tyler Gordon should both – be in that range yeah and if you're you know spending that time and getting rid of Quentin Williams DeMarvin Leal is going to be there at 38 dude I like Perry on Winfrey coming out of Oklahoma dude wrecked yeah. the dude was the MVP on the losing he was the MVP of the senior bowl I think he was on the losing side I think he had yeah. two and a half sacks in that game Yep. From the interior, the dude can wreck mm-hmm. a game from the interior. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't don't spend the money on Quinn and Williams as good of an athlete as he is. I say trade him while he's on his upside. Get you know second and third returns on him rather than not rather than turning down his uh, fifth round option or his fifth year option and hoping for a compensatory pick later. Like, get rid of him while he's hot on the market, even if it's a second and third. I got a sneaky good pickup if you're going if you're going if you're not getting Kyle Hamilton, I think there's a perfect fit for this team who's not gonna come in with too much dollars, even though they have the money to spend. But that's a former Salah defensive back, Jaquiski Tart, safety from the 49ers. I think that guy is a plug and play type guy for this defense, especially with the acumen he's built up with Robert Salah. Absolutely. That dude can so, hit. He's a difference he maker from hit. the secondary. Yeah. Pair He's going to force him the fumbles. Yeah. Let him let him learn Michael Carter, too. And, you know, pair him up with a, a safety that's a that's been to the Super Bowl, that's played on a high level. There's so many, like – I like it. This is the tough thing about doing these episodes for the teams at the beginning. It's so early because you have no clue how free agency is going to pan out. You're still in the early time of mock drafts. I mean, shoot, Tug, last week we looked at two different mock drafts and they couldn't have been so much different from one another. So you're still in that early stages before the combine and you're, and especially with those guys that have the cap space, you don't know where they're going to go. So we're taking as best of an educated guess that we have, but the jets couldn't be in one of the better spots right now, with their cap flexibility and with their draft pick compensation, I mean, they are absolutely loaded with both. Yeah. And they are completely stacked. And I like the way that we, we approach it, you know, go go defense heavy with the first three picks at least find one of those decent receivers that i mean mix and match i mean you can go 38 or 35 at a corner wide receiver either way but i'm looking at round three as kind of my swing pick here that could make a huge difference and i like abraham lucas at 69 if he's there i think that's a dynamo if he's pick. there that is a dynamite pick because then like we said earlier you could have him learn under I mean 
and God forbid uh, Becton gets hurt again, you've got another tackle. And this dude is an absolute stud in the Andre Dilliard form out of Washington State. Doesn't get a ton of love, but he's a, he's a good player. And he should be there, you know, at 69. He should. Since we're, since we're talking about Washington State, you know, they drafted Michael Carter last year to be their lead back. He had some up and down play throughout the year. But what if you think about with some of their later picks in the fifth round, what if you target a Max Borgie who played in the run and shoot and the air raid offense? He is very durable and good between the tackles, but talk about one of the more underrated pass catchers out there. This is a guy that can do it all for you and be a great complimentary back with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a thing. Him and Carter could be a dynamic one, two punch. And last time I checked, with running that uh, San Francisco Kyle Shanahan style of offense, you can never have too many running backs with different skill sets. You cannot. I mean, I could see him, you know, even, even if they don't go tackle at 69, I could see him making a reach and taking Brees Hall. Great contact balance downhill. I believe in the last two years, he racked up 41 touchdowns. I mean, the guy finishes downhill. He's not getting stopped at the line. He's always falling forward. I mean, this is a type of guy that also would fit yep. this team extremely well in the Elijah Mitchell role. Yep. I like it. I like it. Should a they lot. dirty big question for you here? I know that you're a Niners fan. Do you just want them to turn this into Niners East and just start bringing a bunch of guys over from the Niners? I mean, they could do that, and it would probably help their team at this point. I mean, get some of those grinding out running backs. Um, yeah, you. what do you need with 17 different running backs? Um, I think there's only 16 on the roster. But because now oh, they're, they, they're they wide. Cut one? They're, no, they're wide backs now. The wide backs are like Debo Samuel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we we actually don't have any running backs or wide receivers anymore. We just have wide backs, and there's a bunch of them. Um, (laughs) The Jets could definitely, I mean, I don't know. This could be a debate for its own episode even about whether or not teams – should have a variety of running backs or if they should have a single back kind of thing like this guy is our everything he's going to be there three downs like this is going to be the dude so should the jets try to produce something like a running back by committee kind of thing or should they go out since they have all this money should they try to go buy a running back? Nope. Tug, I've seen, seen you like want to say something real bad. Oh, that was, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the same board. They just they invested in a, a second-round pick into Michael Carter. They want him to be the guy. And, you know, if they pair him up with one of those downhill backs like like Brees Hall, you're, you're looking at a one-two punch that's going to be pretty formidable. I mean – Michael Carter has shown that he can he can lay some hat on his own 
on the, you know, he's a, he's a relatively downhill runner, but he's pretty shifty. They want that big guy that can come in, move the sticks if he has to. And I think they address it in the third. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, like I said, Brees Hall is just a bowling ball there. And granted those numbers are in the big 12, which haven't been the best defenses lately. I got a good. So, yeah. But still, 40, 41 touchdowns in two years is nothing to laugh at. You got something Joe to Douglas. Joe Douglas is a, is a Philly guy, right? Yep. GM. He's a Philly guy. So picture this scenario. The old Jets get a, get a call from the Eagles because they – want slash need a generational talent like I don't know Kayvon Thibodeau do you think the Nets entertain the idea if say the Eagles call and go look we want Thibodeau knowing full well there's a just loaded defensive end class and they send him 15 and 19 for number four. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big jump, especially when I think the Eagles are still a little unsettled at quarterback. I not saying that I couldn't see it happening, but with those picks, if you were to make that trade, who are you targeting? Because obviously, if we're giving up the Thibodeau range, um, you can still look at a defensive end at 10. But or at 15, you're right in the range to draft mm-hmm. Lloyd. So you're then the, you could just you're in the Jermaine Johnson range right there. I've seen Jermaine Johnson creeping into the top 10. I think that you go you can go sauce at 10 then at that point, take best defensive. Yeah and available at 15 and at 19 potentially helps solidify that interior offense. Nicole Dean. See, I wouldn't even say that. I would say go more towards the, you know, 15 go with Lloyd or Nicole Dean and then switch it around to the yeah. offensive side and get yourself, you know, position versatility and maybe go after Zion Johnson or go after a Tyler yep. Linderbaum. Which would be great if you could pick up Linderbaum or Zion Johnson, you know. That offensive and then, is a lot more fierce. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, God forbid you're you're falling back into, into the second round with the 35th pick and you have to settle for Daxton Hill. I mean, my God, they they the Jets have unlimited potential here with their entire draft class. And it, it's a very real possibility, but say they don't go Zion Johnson. I mean, they, they could go Kenyon Green there too. Yep. And the I mean, either way they, they want that. Yeah, exactly. You know, cause you're going to have the, you're going to have the corners available at 38. You could go, you know, you could pick. Who's the kid out of Purdue? Corner or wide receiver? Defensive end. Carlaftis. George Carlaftis. Carlaftis. Say say you get Carlaftis at 19. 
you go Kenyon Green at 35, you're still going to have one of the guys. You get Kyler Gordon at 38. You can get McDuffie maybe at 38, you know, depending on where they fall. I like McCreary too. It's such a stack. Yeah, McCreary is great. I mean, you're going to have one of those top tier guys fall to you at 38. I mean, man. But the one thing is unlimited like, potential for the Jets right now. I can't get off a of Sauce Gardner going to him at ten. Like he is the perfect no. fit for this. Oh, for this defense, absolutely. Sauce Gardner. Um, or sorry, let's call him by his real name, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Yeah, Sauce. Yeah. Plus, he has yeah. one of the best nicknames in the entire draft. Absolutely, he is just something else. I just want him to shut down everybody else in the pros. Just let it happen, all right? So let's so fix far. it. So see. So. Oh, man. All right, I'm out. I got nothing else on the Jets. I'm right, wildly got, impressed with the whole thing. I got about one that. tiny thing as an outro for the Jets. So they've had seven kickers since 2019. Uh Seven different kickers. They've been struggling right now. And I think they might even want to pursue that in the draft. Get the top kicker in the draft and just go for it because that's points on the board that you're missing out on. In fact, okay, I'm just going to let you guys know, this was a couple months ago. I was like at this food cart and I dropped my burrito. Someone was recording it. I dropped my burrito. I got real upset and I kicked it out into the street and I got a DM from one of the jet scouts saying that like, I seen you kick that burrito. You really had good loft on it. And they tried to give me a tryout for the jets new kicker. So here's the thing. They need a kicker so bad. That they're actually scouring the internet for people right now. So if you got a leg on you, you better go ahead and hit up the Jets because they need a kicker. Go sign Youngway Koo. <laughs> Youngway Koo. All right, that's a solid outro. But can I touch on something real quick before we leave? Yeah, as always. Let's hit it. Alexander Horvath. Horvath? Horvath. Heard of him? Anyone? A little bit. Purdue, he's a running back. He is 6'3", about 240. And he looks like Mike Allstock. That's who you bring in as your bruiser. He's he's Robert Sella's use check? Dude, he is huge. Absolutely huge. He missed last year with a broken leg. But in 2020, he was averaging five yards a carry, 15 carries a game. He also caught 30 passes for 300 yards at Purdue. He's a big dude, and that's why I was thinking all stop. But realistically, he's going to be there as an undrafted free agent. I would, I just want to see this guy on the team. I don't care if it's Jets or not. I want to see him just in there. Well, he could run that use check role where he's run that H back. Yeah. Opening up holes and then also catch the ball in the backfield. 
yeah, if you can catch 30 passes in 10 games as a 6'3", 240-pound running back, I, I will check down to you at least I will fly to Huge. New York myself and show you <laughs> off for the tryout. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Get him in there. So we Get end this in. episode talking about kickers and fullbacks. What a way to go out with this team that has a vast amount of resources to improve their team. They have everything they need to be successful in the coming years. They have all the things. Get rid that of are a good. couple. Get rid of some of your baggage, Quinn and Williams and Fant related baggage, and spend the money, take the draft picks from stack up that defense and start the season fresh. I like it. And give Uncle Dirty a one-year contract on your kicker. (laughs) Because I can kick better than y'all. All All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap us up for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets episode. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. I'm Adam Dirty. Coach Red, Big Tug, we all love y'all. We appreciate you listening. And we will be back soon with our next Fix Your Franchise episode. Peace.